Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector, what's up? Alright, and it's your turn to pick a movie, and you gave me what? The Family. The Family. The family. <laughs> yeah, director... Uh, can't talk. Director... Uh-huh. Luke Besson. Luke Besson. Besson? Yeah. I Cast. think that's the dude that did... Uh... Nah, he didn't do anything else, did he? I don't know, I didn't look at his filmography he's mostly a producer and i heard that martin scorsese told him like Mm -hmm. or robert de niro told him like why don't you just direct it right so he's like fine i guess i will direct it that was a good call because it's a great movie oh cast like i said robert de niro michelle pfeiffer tommy lee jones diane agron agron yeah something like that and john DeLeo. yep budget 30 million dollars worth Every penny. Gross seventy eight million worldwide. Should have made more. Yeah. I went and saw it in theaters. Did you really? Fuck yeah, I did. I didn't even know about this movie. Uh, cause you don't love Martin Scorsese like I do. Yeah, but he per- like executively. It doesn't produced. matter if his name's anywhere on that motherfucker, I'm there. <laughs> True. This this came out like two thousand twelve, I wanna say. Yep. And that's around the time me and my wife were getting together, so I was too fascinated by her to really pay attention to anything else so oh shut up yeah yeah now nah, 2012 uh my son was one years old mm-hmm. so yeah i was watching movies at home at that point yeah but i went out and saw that one me and the wife yeah we loved it i'm surprised i haven't heard more of it like i really didn't know about this movie until you handed it to me well it's because it's a different take like i t- like me and you were talking about the other day it was it's a different take on on a mob movie. Well, it has a very simple synopsis, which basically this family, well, Robert De Niro's character is in, mm-hmm. you know, the mob. Right. He rats them out and he gets put in, he rats them out to protect his family. He gets put in protective custody and they're hunting him and his family down. Yep. And they're having to adjust to this new life in Italy. No, no, no. They're in France. France. Mm. They were in Spain, I think. Yeah. At the beginning. And that's basically this whole movie is them adju- trying to adjust to life living. and witness protection. Yeah. And the, uh, the mobs like hunting them down. Mm-hmm. Well, the dude, so, the, the, the mob boss is in prison forever and a day. Yeah. And that's all he has to do is sit around and search for this dude that put him there. Well, it looks like a really comfortable prison. Oh, yeah. I mean, the mob runs shit on the inside, my man. <laughs> They're doing life, but it ain't life like you and me would do. Yeah. We were in jail. So, that's basically the synopsis of the movie. Like, there's not much more to this. It's a very simple story. It's a beautiful story, though. <laughs> so, I guess we'll run down the the whatever happened. So, at the beginning of the movie, one of the hitmen takes out this family. It's like opening credits. Yeah, opening credits. He takes out this family, cuts this dude's finger off. And takes it to the the head honcho. And he's like, it's not him. Mm-hmm. And that, and meanwhile, we're watching this family move into this new house. Now, this is where I have a problem with this movie. I don't know what's going on. Right. They give me no indication that he was in the mob. Like, there was the, like you said, after they get to the house, he drives away, dumps a body into a grave. He away. He just backs it in. Yeah. In their <laughs> just yard. backs it into the yard. And 
he dumps a body and starts burying it. That doesn't indicate to me that he was in the mob. That just indicates he killed people and now he's getting rid of the evidence. So, well, I re- I recognized like at the beginning with the hitman. Like obviously, these are somebody is looking for somebody. You know? Yeah, and I get that, but it was so like. I wish it would have done a better job at explaining what was going on. I feel like they dropped us in the middle of the story and we're still trying, we're going to figure it out for ourselves. Doesn't he at the beginning, doesn't he have that little spiel about my grandfather carried Carlo Gambino's casket, you know, thing like that. Like he doesn't do all that. I yet. rewatched it yesterday and it really just starts on him killing this family. Mm. And that's where like, it wasn't until almost like halfway through this movie, I finally pieced things together. Right. I'm like, oh. Oh, I mean, when he goes, when you start seeing the other boss. and Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm having to piece this movie together. I shouldn't have to figure this movie out. They should be telling me what's going on. Huh. I never looked at it like that. I guess because I got the premise before I ever watched the movie. Yeah, I went into this cold. Like, I didn't know anything about it. All I knew was Robert De Niro was in it and Martin Scorsese executively produced it. So yeah. I really didn't know anything about this movie. But once you found out it was a mob movie, or mob-themed. Mob-themed movie? Yeah, because that's why I thought you'd like it, because we enjoy Casino and Goodfellas and stuff like that. Like, we enjoy those movies the most out of the few that we do agree on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Okay, the problem I have with this movie is it's trying to be a comedy mob movie. And I get it. I've ha- I had a couple of chuckles throughout this movie. Like, dark comedy, though. Yeah, but it's labeled comedy on everything. Is it? Yeah, it really is. Oh. So I picked up on the comedy part, but at the same time, it's trying to play itself as like a serious mob movie too. Right. And it, to me, does not do a good job at balancing the two. It's kind of like black and white. Like, okay, it's funny here. Okay, it's serious here. Okay, it's funny here. Okay, it's serious here. And it just flip flops back and forth, but it doesn't feel like a. I thought it made it. I thought it made it authentic because if you think back to Goodfellas, you think back to Casino. It's got funny parts that are being serious. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like like Joe Pesci will say something or make a fucking crack at somebody. You know what I mean? Like See, they're being serious, but at the same time, they're being funny. That's the thing. Those movies, Goodfellas, mm-hmm. Casino, it's an overarching serious mob movie that has comedy elements like sprinkled in through it, right. which I get that. This is an overarching comedy mobster movie with like serious parts sprinkled in. And that doesn't work for me. Really? See, yeah. I thought that's what I liked about it because it was different. It didn't yeah. go that same route that a guy starts off with nothing and he comes up through the ranks and mm-hmm. people getting killed and he ends up snitching. It wasn't like a normal one. This guy's already done all that. Yeah. This is the this is the the part of the story that you don't get. It's the not the glory that you see on the TV. You know where they're all in the suits and mm-hmm. you know all the notoriety they had. This is basically what happens after Goodfellas. Exactly. And that's what I liked about it. Like, yeah, I I don't hate the premise of the movie. I just don't like the way the story was told. Right. That's just I could I could see that, but that's what I loved about it. Like this mm-hmm. this guy like he thinks he did the right thing even though he knows he's a, he's a rat, but like he's still killing people. Like, yeah, he still has that um mobster mentality like this guy He's having trouble with his pipes. It's running brown water. He's trying to figure out how to fix it. Mm. And this... uh, Calls um, a plumber over. Yeah, he calls a plumber over, and he's trying to rip him off. So, you know what? He breaks, like, what, 36... He breaks his leg. Yeah, he breaks 
all almost all of his bones he's laid up in the hospital and he's like that's what happens when you try to rip us off like i don't take shit from people and i get that those are the parts i like about this movie when it's being like a real mob movie right it it kills it for me and i love it but it's when it's trying to be funny it's like it loses me i just liked it i just like the the part about it where it's just like this is what this family was willing to go through to, to help to keep each other together you know what i mean like most of the time it's the man just goes into witness protection and then the family's just kind of left out there. Yeah. Because they don't normally touch family. But when you snitch, it's open season on your entire family. So that's that's another thing. I don't I don't connect with any of these characters. Like, I don't care about any of them. When I found out, when I finally realized, like, he snitched on the mob and he's in pr- protective custody, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about you anymore. Like, you snitched. Like, I watch mob movies because I love their camaraderie. I love... You know, I love the the connection they have with each other. But when you become like an outsider, I don't give a shit about you anymore. Like, I felt like I needed to have this guy killed, too. Like, fuck you, man. You snitch. Really? I don't give a fuck if you're trying to protect your family. Like, they would protect your family because they are family. Right. But fuck you, man. You snitch. I don't know. That's just my take on it. This is this is an outside point of view on right. the mobster thing. Right. Yeah. And that's the spin of it that makes me not care about your character. Well, like, uh, in I, good... And, and I, nine, nine out of ten times I would agree with you because mm-hmm. I'm the same way. The same thing I love about Goodfellas and Casino is, like, we're rooting for the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But this guy was a bad guy, too, but, like, he thought he was doing the right thing. Even though he knew deep down that he wasn't changing shit, he was still going to be a bad person. Mm -hmm. But like, he just wanted his family to be safe. I guess, but I it still just makes me not give a shit about him or his stupid fucking family. Like, they try (sighs) to paint these kids as like little mobsters, whatever. The little menaces. Yeah, the girl has like a temper problem, and she beats anyone up that gets in her way. The kid is supposed to be this like super smart like business yeah business hustler guy or whatever but at the end of the movie the kids just fumble around they don't know what the fuck to do because they're not trade killers they're children (laughs) yeah but that in the beginning they end up taking out like two of the motherfuckers by accident i mean it happens (laughs) that's what the real part about it is man these kids fucking fumbled their way to a victory okay well i guess don't paint them as these badass like mobster quote-unquote heroes well it's like in anybody they have all these abilities i think it's kind of like how anybody in life is man you might paint yourself as something but when you get in that situation like you're gonna find out if you're really like that or not you're really about that life i don't watch a movie for real life if they're gonna paint them as badasses they should have been badasses at the end of the movie that would have been so much better if the girl like had this temper problem and started beating up these grown-ass men like that would have been cool then it would have been unbelievable though well it's supposed to be a comedy like it paints everything as like a cartoon already so if they really like took it to that next level and just made it fun, I could have rode with it. I feel like it's like a a spinoff, a kick ass or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I I don't know, man. I enjoyed it and I loved De Niro. I didn't hate this movie. Yeah, like I told you that before. I didn't hate it, but I really don't care for it either. There's some parts in it where I just fucking die laughing. Like it's just the greatest thing ever. Like. <laughs> 
like when he's given his rules for why he's not a piece of shit, like yeah. why he's a good guy, mm-hmm. like why he's a good person. He's like, when anybody gives me a job, I follow it all the way to the end. And they're just dumping this dude in a vile ass. Like, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, exactly. That's the cartoony part. It's like, I know that shit, like, probably really happened in real life, yeah. but they're painting it as this, like, cartoon. It looked like, um, when I ran my neighborhood, you could hold your head high. Nobody ever got stolen from. Like, nobody ever got robbed. And he's just, like, standing out there in his Cadillac. Like, I, I, I thought it was great, man. It's mm-hmm. like I said, it was a different take on the on the basic like mob movie yeah it was i don't know i enjoyed it just because it was different it was different but it was very like uh based on mob movies instead of just being its own thing there's a fun fact for you you want to get in the fun facts already i I just want to give you this one okay yeah just what you know de niro was kind of like done with the mobster thing he didn't want to do any more mob movies yeah and like when he did this that's what he said gave him the uh the want to do the Irishman mm-hmm. with Scorsese that's coming out at the end of this year or next year or something like that. Yeah. So, well, if, if it, it wasn't can... for the family, you <laughs> he wouldn't, wouldn't be, be doing that. it. Okay. Scorsese is directing, which I'm pumped about. So yeah, man, you should enjoy this movie a lot more. Just in case, just for that. Yeah, just for anything. I don't know. It's I try. I actually tried rewatching this yesterday. And I got halfway through and just turned it off because it just doesn't do anything for me. Shit, the fucking part where the kid's at the train station and the hitmen get off and it plays the gorillas. I've never heard a more perfectly timed theme song for that. And mm-hmm. it makes no sense why it goes so well with it. Yeah. But them motherfuckers, oh, 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 they get off there. They got all the fucking guns and shit in the bags. Mm-hmm. And it's just your typical mob hitmen. Yeah. Mustaches and, you know, just, I loved it. Yeah. I loved every bit of it. Okay, well, let's talk about some things I really liked about this movie. Yeah. Um, they do subtext for whenever they're spe- speaking Italian. Uh-huh. And the subtext, or French rather, because uh-huh. they're in France. Uh, the subtext is kind of like sprinkled throughout the the scene instead of being like scroll text across the bottom. Uh-huh. I enjoyed that. He mixed it up a bit. He did something a little different. Right. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was cool. Um. The uh the transition. I love the transitions in this movie. Yep. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, the guy made a good movie. Yeah, he as someone that doesn't do a lot of directing, he mm-hmm. did a good job. Like directing rise, I think it was pretty solid. Right. It's a solid movie in general. Uh the story's just weak for me. Made its budget back. I guess. You barely gave me a movie yet that's made its budget back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. What? No, I don't think I have, actually. No, fuck you, have it. <laughs> I was trying to think enemy, but... No, that probably didn't either. Uh, oh, well. Old Jake Gyllenhaal took a loss on that. Well, no, he got paid. <laughs> he wouldn't have done it if he had got paid, but... Well, that's the thing. Like, you you keep giving me movies that have, like, doubled their budget or whatever, and I'm giving you ones that are, like, half, maybe, if they're lucky, half their budget. a good movie budget. is a good fucking movie, bro. <laughs> Clerks cost 10 Gs. Kevin Smith made fucking gold. Yeah, he's still making money on that, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> So that ain't got shit to do with it. <laughs> you got a good point. You got me there. <laughs> but if we uh we turned it on its head and we start pulling up Rotten Tomato scores, then it might oh, be no, a different man. story. See, I don't I don't watch that bullshit. I don't even <laughs> know that exists in my mind. <laughs> I watch a movie and then I judge it. Yeah, you know. Oh, well, it's judge. I'm judging it too, but you can't 
base a movie off its bo- uh, money it's made. That's basically. So you're telling me if I would have looked up the Rotten Tomato scores on Kroll and fucking Enemy and shit like that, that would have I made mean, me want to watch those movies more. Not Kroll, but yeah, yeah. Enemy. Enemy or has Baba a good, Duck, like You know what? I'm tired of like bring, saying all this stuff. We're going to talk about it. All right. We're going to. So what did we start with? Enemy? Yeah. Yeah, let me know if Enemy made its budget back. I'm not talking about budget. I'm talking about Rotten Tomatoes scores. Wow, he ain't got shit on Rotten Tomatoes. You really don't think it does? Nah. Because they're probably like, what's with the fucking spiders? <laughs> You'll see a comment down in one of the reviews that says, fuck you, Greg. <laughs> fuck you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score is 71% on Enemy. Is that much? 71%. Get the fuck out of here. Let's look at the family. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, you got me in suspense. What's going on? 28%. Fuck you. 28? 28%, 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dude, like, that's stupid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah, it made its budget, but nobody likes it. So, you telling me you didn't enjoy the family more than you enjoy Enemy? Fuck no. And that's why we do this fucking podcast, because I can't get you to agree that this was a great movie. No, I didn't. And you can't admit that the movies you give me are shit. <laughs> <laughs> But this is why I love it, too, man. Yeah. God. How did, I can't. 28%. That's bullshit, bro. <laughs> that is fucking terrible. 28%. But that's enemy got 71. Yep. You didn't even show me the phone. I bet that shit. I bet you made that I probably shit lied about it, but God. everyone has phones. They can look it up. Oh, man. <laughs> 71 to 28. I wasn't going to pull up curl because that wouldn't have been good. No, nah, it's impossible to get a negative. Is? No, I don't want to look at curl. <laughs> Because it'll just make it, it'll make it worse. No, I, I, I don't think. Crow- I have no kingdom. God, that's hilarious. 28%. What's wrong, America? De Niro. Yeah, see, Krell has 32%, so. that That's bullshit. I mean, critical, I mean, not audience has 51%, but. That's even worse. <laughs> that's even worse, bro. Oh, man. 28%. But you know, what 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 even happened in this into this movie? They killed all the mobsters and and, and they live happily ever after. No, Tommy Lee moves them again. Moves them again because they saved his life. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention Tommy Lee is the <laughs> he's the that... he's the Fed that got De Niro to turn. Yeah. So like he understands him. He caught him. He was the one investigating him. Shit like mm-hmm. that. So he holds a lot of respect for him. He goes. The only guy that could ever catch me or some shit like that. Yeah, so he's the one that's relocating them and giving them ideas. And he's tired and because he knows he's still fucking up. Like, he's still doing bad, but he mm-hmm. can't prove it. Yeah. If I catch, if he says it, like, a few different times. If I catch you, if I find out you're killing people, Giovanni, you're out of here. <laughs> you, will, I, don't, I will pull your status, and you're on your own. Uh, Nice little fun fact. This is the only time, this is the first time they worked together, Robert De Niro and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, well, they don't. They don't make the same kind of movies. Nah. Tommy Lee Jones is more into like, I don't know. Tommy Lee's got a wide array of movies. He does. So but it's De Niro, not. Though. He needs to be in more gangster movies. I could see Tommy Lee as being like a uh, like hitman for the mob. That'd be badass. He's old as shit now. He ain't uh, yeah, it's not really. A... <laughs> it would have been if he was oh, in yeah, his heyday. Yeah. Oh, shit. He was great in The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved him in, what's the name of that? 
the one with Benicio Del Toro where Hunted. That's a pretty good movie. You should watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've seen it, but I don't remember it. I don't think I have it. But, mm. but yeah, Tommy Lee does, does some good movies. Oh, The Men in Black, bro. Yeah, Men in Black. That's a staple. I love those. Yeah. Well, I like the first one. Yeah. The third one got a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, we can get into our little fun fact. I don't have a lot on this movie, but I All do right. have like... Yeah, tell me. Um, the dog in the movie, his name was uh, Malvita, uh-huh. which is based on the movie, or uh, the book that the movie's based on. That was pretty cool. Oh. And Malvita translates to criminal life. That's a cool little... That is a fun fact. Like, thrown in there. Yeah. So this was done off a book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was based off a book. It actually has a sequel. The book does. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, dude. You got to make this. Yeah? You got to make the sequel now. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Well. De Niro should do that shit. Should he? Yeah. He's getting old as shit, too. All right. I'll watch it. Uh, another little fun fact. This is more of like a goof, but uh-huh. I thought it was so funny that I had to add it in. So Michelle Pfeiffer says the uh, the phrase shitstorm. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is based in 1995. Shitstorm didn't become common until like 2009, 2010. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we didn't use that phrase until that time. But that movie's not like it, it's based in 2005. I mean, uh, 1995. That's what the time frame is. Yeah. Huh. Huh. And there's a whole bunch of other ones, like the type of uh, car she drives. In the movie, right. hasn't even been made yet. <laughs> and I didn't know what did they ever say that it's a ninety-five. I didn't, I didn't see specifically, but on the sources that I was looking, I just in, imagined that it was just like a poor part of France. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's why everything looked outdated and shit. No, it's supposed. To, uh, all of my sources say it was supposed to take place in nineteen ninety-five. That's when. I gotcha. Yeah. That's what makes all the goofs so like silly, because none of this stuff existed. Yeah, there's back flat in screen night. TVs and shit. Yeah, there's like plasmas. Uh, another fun fact is the school um, in France they uh-huh. don't have twelfth grade. Really? Yeah, their school system is set up completely different, and their schools don't look like that at all. They said it was basically an American school with French kids in it. <laughs> wow. Oh, and another. Believable. Yeah. These are mostly like goof. I I remembered all the goofs, but none of the fun I facts. You, I told you to I told you to make <laughs> yourself love it and all you did was find the things that, Yeah, find things I hate about it. Yes. Uh, another one is those kids driving trying to pick up his daughter. Uh even at eighteen they wouldn't have been able to drive. Like legal age. Really? Yeah, and those kids were probably about fifteen in the movie. Kids aren't allowed to drive at that age in France. I didn't know they were 15. I thought they were like 16, 17. Still not able to drive. How old do you got to be in France to drive? 20, I don't know. 25? That was just something I saw. I don't. I didn't write it down, so I don't know. Huh. But I remember reading it. Should have loved it. I didn't hate it. I just don't like it. Go find his family and make them pay. I love that <laughs> shit. Don Casey, are you sure? I'm sure. Yeah. I love the parts where he's trying to play it straight, but he's having a cookout with all of his neighbors, yeah. and there's like flashes of him like fucking them up. 
That was pretty funny. I like that. It was amusing. Like him trying to do the right thing, but you're seeing what he really wants to do. Yeah, that was great. But then you see Puts moments where he grill. Yeah, and then you see moments where he does what he really wants to do. So it's like inconsistent. Like him fucking up. The what do you think he can get away with it? Yeah, that's what he fell down some stairs. <laughs> Should have broken this many bones. <laughs> we had a tool bag. Uh, you know, maybe that made him <laughs> off balance. <laughs> He was great, man. De Niro killed it. Yeah, he. it wasn't his worst role. Like, I feel like he phoned it in a little bit, but he was having fun with it. Like, whenever the bat breaks, he's like, hold on, I'm not done with you. <laughs> he goes and gets a fucking golf club, I think. <laughs> it's like a field hockey thing or oh. some shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, that would have never happened with a Louisville. <laughs> yeah, I had some funny moments. I, I cackled a couple, a couple times. And like when the kid's trying to make the bootleg soccer card, he's like, what kind of a fucking last name is this? <laughs> so dude's name's like 35 letters. That shit was great. Uh. So. Yeah, what was your overall score in the movie, man? My overall rating is go watch Goodfellas and don't think about this movie. God, that's just fucking disrespectful, sir. You could pass this one. Uh, just watch Goodfellas. And if you want to know what happens in this movie, just go watch Goodfellas again. No, no, no. This is the sequel after, to Goodfellas. After, after Goodfellas, go watch Casino. I'd never tell somebody not to watch Goodfellas. Definitely watch Goodfellas, but watch this one too because it's funny as shit. Yeah, this and is it's supposed great. to take place after Goodfellas. This is the part we don't see, ladies and gentlemen. And that's no. what Greg's not appreciating here. It just didn't do a good job with it, in my opinion. Mm. Well. What do you, you rate your own movie? What do I give it? Yeah. I'm going to give it an 8. No. Solid eight, bro. Out of ten? Yeah. Solid eight. I feel good about that, Ocho. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, just give me my DVD back. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. I already broke it. I'm sorry. Fuck you. You broke it. <laughs> I'm going to start doing fucking clay pigeons with your fucking DVDs. Uh. Jesus. A good uh, movie. Well. You know what I thought about that? Uh, I know we already did Babadook, but I just wanted to throw that in there, man. It kind of reminded me of Sucker Punch with that lady a little bit, the blonde. How so? Just how tortured she was. Like, that girl did a good job of selling it, but, mm-hmm. like, that was the low-budget version of that. What the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea. You can cut all that shit out. Well, they said, uh, they did say the girl from Sucker Punch, like, she, some of the parts where she's crying, she's literally crying in real life right. because she's having to do these torturous workouts to stay in shape because Zach's not, that's what, like, Zack Snyder wanted. Wow. That's pretty insane. So, in that aspect, I get what you're saying. Like, <laughs> this is what she looks like after the movie because she had to put her body through so much. Well, what did that lady have to go to in her mind to do that fucking performance of Babadook, then? I have to say, like, Babadook stuck with you. You're talking about it on the next podcast. Like, you're really fucked up by that movie. It was a fucked up movie, bro. Yeah, it was. Changed well, me. <laughs> well, that's the family. That and is the family, man. I'm going to go ahead and just throw both of our movies out there next uh, next episode because we do these two at a time. So fucking what doesn't matter. Right. Um, I'm going to give you uh, Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Yeah. With Christian Bale. Christian Bale? I fuck with Christian Bale, man. Hell yeah. This is one of his earlier roles. All right. And then you're going to give me Ghost Dog, I think you said. Ghost Dog. Yeah, yeah Way of the Samurai. Yeah, I was going to give you something else, but you kind of explained Ghost Dog a little to me. So I figured Equilibrium would go like hand in hand with that. 
Yeah, it, it didn't win anything, but I, I think Forrest Whitaker does a good job. I love it. me some Forrest Whitaker, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm hoping Christian Bale, it's not one of his shit movies. No, it's a pretty fun movie. Like, I don't think you're, it's going to be like the Babadook, like, All right. you're going to enjoy it. All right, well, well we will see, won't we? Yep, on the next time, we will be talking about Equilibrium. See you then. Later.